2: What's good, everyone? Alex Tears here with another Jets episode of the Nick Jets, etc. podcast. And we makes it so awesome. my buddy, my coach, with pal, the man with a plan, the one and only, the one and only, the one and only, John Malika. Before we ask John how he's doing, guys, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment. That helps oh so greatly. We're on YouTube too. So make sure to go find the page, Nick's comma Jets comma ETC period. Subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And when you watch a video, hit the like button, leave a comment. We'll interact with you. Got to get to some of the comments on the last episode. Got a lot of comments on the last Knicks episode, which is great. Really appreciate all you guys for commenting. Uh, don't worry. We will respond if we haven't responded right now. If you're listening to the spot hopefully we've I done like so already
1: this one this one will get a couple comments I'm sure people will have some thoughts i,
2: I, I hope so I hope so <laughs> this is good we we got a good one today we got a good one today but everyone, while you're over here, we'll get the youtube page we got another podcast winning picks weekly John video producer Craig chip Murphy man's been out uh, been uh living rooming in with these guys just moved in New <laughs> York city rent is going up you know what it is. <laughs> These guys go down everything, all right? Baseball, basketball, golf. I'm surprised they haven't done hockey yet. Maybe they don't hockey. I don't know. I haven't, I, I, did I miss hockey? Did you guys do hockey yet? No,
1: no hockey. But we did do an MLB primer with you uh, last episode, so that should be up as well. So definitely, definitely check that out, man.
2: Definitely check out our Yankees uh, primer because we're hyped. I'm watching the Yankees right now playing the Toronto Blue Jays. It's 4-3 Toronto right now, bottom of the 7th. You know what it is. But make sure to tune why, in to when he weekly. owns us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks. You didn't need to say that. We all know that. Things it's that tough. we don't need to say out loud that we all know. It's tough. And last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You name it. We are there. John. Mr. Malika. Dr. De- right, Dr. Malika.
1: <laughs> Me, Minister guess. Malika. Juris Doctor. <laughs> doctors, doctors, doctors. Are, we, are, we, are we doctors?
2: Uh, yeah. Tech man. Yes.
1: <laughs> what's up, bro? What's up, man? I'm chilling, bro. Uh, like you said, dude, we're we're I feel like we're in mid-Yankee season, even though we're on our second series. It feels like we're deep into the game right now. Uh starting pitcher problems. Players own us. I mean, we we are right in the thick of things. So I'm getting excited about that. We have, you know. Mets Nation kind of getting hyped over there too, so you know our our guests oh, our, our guests today our guests today will talk about that. They're doing okay. He's right not now even a guest,
2: man. He he pays rent here too. He works <laughs>
1: <for> <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's that's a fact. That's a fact. It's, so, a, it's a New York City that.
2: apartment. All right, we got a two bedroom <laughs> but it's for three people. It's all good.
1: Yeah, for eight. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you know, there's that going on. We got the play in stuff, uh, which we're gonna have an NBA playoffs episode on Winning picks Weekly coming out. So definitely check that out. Uh, Chip joining us as well. But, you know, the play-in on uh, Tuesday was unbelievable. First Wednesday game. Oh, not hell so yeah. so great. <laughs> oh, hopefully the second Wednesday game is more of an upset. I got San Antonio there. So, you know, I'm hyped about that. We got little things going on here. Champions League, English Premier League. But you know what it is, man. The NFL draft is two weeks away, man. Two weeks.
2: Good Lord.
1: NFL mock drafts coming at me 150 miles an hour. I am done arguing with people over who to like, who not to like. I've watched enough tape, right? The, the Tom Thibodeau way, four times each for each damn player. I mean, I, I'm done, man. I am ready for, for the draft. I'm ready for MetLife. I'll be at MetLife, uh, for the NFL draft. That should be cool. A little Jets party. Had to skip it last year because of COVID, that, that virtual one. So dude, I'm hyped, man. I'm hype. I'm hyped for the Jets to finally, you know, secure, some wins this year through this draft. This is the third draft. Uh, Joe Douglas still hasn't beat a division opponent. I, I, I like to make sure we're all aware of this fact. But Tom Brady is about to go to Miami. I mean, things are never quiet in the AFC East, dude. So I'm just hyped about this draft. And today we're going to get into our own little mock draft going on, top 10. So just another mock draft for you to throw at somebody else's face and say, oh, look what this mock draft says. So I'm hyped, man. I'm hyped.
2: Nice man, nice. And uh, you thought you were done arguing with people about who you like and don't like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, What, what? Who you walking into? You're walking into the wrong den, bro. <laughs> Come know. on, man. I know it's don't exhausting worry, but...
1: after a while, bro. It's exhausting <laughs> after a while.
2: Oh, don't worry. You're still going to be exhausted after this. <laughs> one. You're going to go to bed just being like, oh man, another draft. More ah, mocks, baby, more mocks, more mocks, more mocks, more mocks. But don't worry, we got another guy to join us as you as you. Mentioned uh, Mr. Mets Nation over here. Uh, Looks <laughs> like he's wearing his orange shirt for uh, for Mets Nation. We got our one and only video producer Greg to join us today because the man that got John into the draft spirit has to be with us since he's our video producer. Loves the Jets as much as we do. Uh, we may not like the Mets, but we do like the Jets. So, what up, Greg? How you doing today, man? How you feeling?
0: Good. I'm feeling good. I'm happy to be here. Excited to be here. And uh yeah, I mean, sad you guys don't like the Mets. I mean, you guys are talking smack <laughs> left and right to start of the season, and we're off to a great start. So, and, and so, hopefully already, the Jets. Hopefully the Jets and are. Glad you a good already start. got a solo homer. Oh, oh. oh no! Oh no! Um. Yeah, Mets already locked up their win for the day, so I'm happy about that. Scherzer was plus 170 that was on wild, the run dude. line. I mean, yeah. Max Scherzer just getting disrespected by Vegas. That was the easiest money I ever made. So, yeah, happy. Happy the Mets are starting off strong, and also very, very happy about this draft we have coming up. So I'm excited. I'm ready to get into this mock draft, and hopefully the Jets start out strong. We'll see. Yo,
1: yeah, speaking of, we picks right weekly, speaking of Winning Peaks Weekly, speaking of Winning Peaks Weekly, real quick, that line moved from plus 120 to minus 105 by game time, and it was an afternoon game. So I don't know what kind of games (laughs) are being played right now on the sports book. Why Scherzer was getting an extra plus 25 juice uh, before – or plus 20 juice before the game even started. So look out for that. And honest to God, honest to God, like while we're on this topic, how on earth were the Yankees like that big of favorites against the Blue Jays today? Like the Blue Jays, the ones that are supposed to win the division? I I don't know. Just all, all weird all around. So definitely keep your eyes locked on Winning Picks Weekly. And dude, this, this MLB season has been pretty unpredictable so far, except for a bet against the Pirates. I think that's the number one. Yeah. <laughs> that's the number one. Take the one Pirates thing right
0: under and take a bet against the Pirates. It always wins. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just had to watch Vladdy just give
2: a, give the Yankee fans a shh to the stand. Well, he
1: gave us a lot of things, man. He's given Tough. us, he's giving us the f- He gave the second home run. He gave us the finger. This one, he's given us a shh. He's given us everything. He deserved three home runs in a game. I mean, what do you want from the guy? I would in Yankee Stadium, I would be running around naked. So <laughs> good for uh, him for just really, giving us there's, one there's, finger. <laughs>
2: yeah. There's a, there's a reason why they call it Wiffle a ball field, but that's another story for another day. But all right, guys, you know what it is. We're here. We got, we're going to do a mock draft, but do you want to make, it, make sense of this Debo Samuel uh, news out there? The potential, potential him being traded. What, what are you Alex. guys thinking?
1: Making sense of it, Alex, would be fantastic, okay? Making sense (laughs) of all the rumors going on right now would be honestly amazing. But nothing has really changed from the Jets' landscape. We know what the Jets are up to. They came out. The the always secretive Joe Douglas comes out. He says, here's the deal that we had for Tyreek Hill. Here's the money that we were willing to pay him. And when asked about it, he said... Hey guys, I want other teams to know what we're willing to offer for a number one wide receiver. Right? So all the number one wide receivers that are rumored to be looking for a contract and are are negotiating an extension, just like Tyreek Hill, a couple of names. We got Terry McLaren out of uh Washington Commanders. That's one hell of a franchise right now. I don't think they really have a lot of money to put in escrow. Okay, so yeah. we'll, we'll see what goes on with that with signing, you know, guaranteed contracts. Is he going to have to sell the team, do you think? So if you haven't heard, uh, Greg is talking about Dan Snyder, who, you know, there's all these rumors about morality things that, go, that are always going on with Mr. Snyder and how he runs his organization. This time around, there's a little double booking going on, right? Coming from one of our our, our money guy. Um, (laughs) Greg Albert this guy's having two books changing up the revenue numbers keeping security deposits for season ticket holders like just wild stuff this is one of those this is the infractions where the other owners are like bro we don't care about like this is hitting our my literal bottom line so this isn't even a fans thing this is like a your buddies, your colleagues, you know, Roger Goodell, he's gonna be like, dude, you gotta go. Like, we can't have this.
2: <laughs> bro, it, you, you wanna talk about a dysfunctional franchise. Like, my God. Bro, he's, he's stealing everything. money from his friends.
1: What an idiot. <laughs> like, it's not even just up. that, yeah. Yeah.
2: We have the sexual harassment allegations, we have everything. Bro. Well, yeah, it yeah, is just everything. Everything. That's what I'm saying. Like he's checked every talk,
1: box, bro. <laughs> everything.
2: That's why I don't want to hear any more talks about Oh, the Jets are a dysfunctional franchise. The Knicks are a dysfunctional. No, 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 no. Let's go look at the Washington Commanders. Dude, that's they are. a dysfunctional they, franchise. They're a hell of Legitimately, a Legitimately, word by definition, dysfunctional. Yeah. Insane. So we got
1: Macla- we got McLaurin. That's, that's, you know, maybe on the books there that we can grab. We have a movie course- on the books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah who we knows? don't know. Yeah. We don't know what goes on over there. Which book? The left one? The right one? <laughs> yeah. Like, who knows anymore? We have Debo Samuel, who's obviously pissed off, uh, with the 49ers. There is the Jets, LaFleur, Shanahan connection. So they're buddies. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're going to screw each other. Like I think they would actually help each other out at the end of the day because their friendship is way more important than to them, some guy, some, you know, one guy off a roster. You know, that, that's just my opinion of how these guys look at it. And then there's some guys that, you know, are rumored that are have been t- thrown off the books, like, uh, DK Metcalf. Seattle not even taking calls for him, but the Jets putting out that they'll throw a 10th, you know, pick for him. So Seattle not picking up the phone. There's Deontay Johnson from the Steelers, who terrible strategy coming out of Pittsburgh this week, obviously, with Dwayne Haskins. Speaking of the Washington football team, right, just awful down the board. But who knows what's going to go on with Deontay Johnson there, right? We don't know what's going on with their quarterback situation, especially now, right? So we don't know if they're going to, you know, pay wide receiver, those are really the four guys that have been rumored to be on this block. Do you guys have any thoughts on this Debo Samuel thing? Or, you know, more importantly, and I guess this is running through Jets Twitter and Jets Nation, especially, and I'm not even going to blame them. I get it because they said, we'll trade the 10th pick for Seattle's DK Metcalf. Seattle said we're not going to pick up the phone. And now it's Debo Samuel scrubbing the 49ers and his an obvious connection. And obviously we take him. So I guess the question is, uh, uh, before we get into this mock draft, I thought up to you guys. Would you guys trade? And let's keep it on the Debo Samuel thing because he's the ho- he's the hot name right now. So, yep. would you trade the number ten pick, which we rumored to give to DK, for Debo Samuel, comma? Would you rather spend the two twos and a three, like we did, like we were offered for Tyreek Hill? Okay, and obviously there might be a little more there. But we'll, because uh, Tyreek is a little bit older, but he's more productive and he's more on the field. So maybe yeah. it'll balance out a little bit there. Or three, would you just rather hold the 10 and take a wide receiver or just, you know, any other random, you know, player, which we'll obviously get into in the second half of this pod with, with the mock draft?
2: That's tough, man. So the two twos and the three is the other option like we were offering for Ty- Tyreek?
1: Yeah, just like That's hypothetical, tough.
2: right? Yeah. But Plus 75 still, mil. Don't... Let's just
1: call it 75 mil too.
2: But none of those trades, I feel like, are actually the right value for Debo, in my opinion. I feel like they're all on an extreme path of like too much for a guy that, while he is productive, sure, you have that injury risk value to him, right? But I feel like the more realistic one would be like a second and a third for for Debo, in my opinion. I think that's like top end offer uh, to get him. Not a 10th. I don't think he's worth a 10th. Because if I'm trading a 10th, once again, it comes down to I'm trading this draft pick because I'm in position to make a push for the playoffs. Like, I understand for DK Metcalf, we're talking about a monster at the wide why? receiver position.
1: T- talk to me about that. Talk to me about that. Like, I'm, I'm going to push back a little. Like, what's, what's the difference in your eyes? Like, why is Debo Samuel, you know, not valuable enough? But DK, you would do it. Like that for me is where I, I'm kind of getting lost in in the sauce, no pun intended, right? <laughs> Speaking of the draft, like I, that's why I don't understand, uh, not just from you. This is, you know, the normal uh rhetoric going on around the league. If it's in his injury concern, I, I get it. I don't agree, but I get it. But is, is that really it? Or is there something more to you that you see that you're like, yo, DK, you could have the 10th pick and you want the extension rather than, you know, spending that on someone like Devo.
2: I think the thing with me is like looking at DK, and I just see like his. I think one, you look at his physique, right, and you're like, "Oh, okay, that guy. One is strong. He can be a true number one option. Could be a difficult guy to take down. You don't really get wide receivers built like him. 6'4", 235 is not really a comment for the speed that he has. And even when you look at his production since he's entered the league, he hasn't missed a game. He's missed one game, missed one uh, his entire time in the league, and all those seasons. It was minimum 900 yards as he was receiving. Uh, he went over a thousand yards his second season, pro bowler that season, 2020, 2021. He missed getting a uh, thousand yards by, I think 34, 33 yards. So you could say, okay, he's close to making the thousand yard, uh, thousand yard threshold. And this season it was this season, this past season where we were watching Geno Smith having to throw this man the ball for a good period of time. And if you're having to watch Gino Smith throw it to DK and not have Russell Wilson out there <laughs> and it's like, yeah. So like at, at that point and the fact that he's still productive with that type of guy, I can go with, I can understand saying, all right, DK has a lot left in the, a lot left in the tank, obviously to produce. When I look at Debo Samuel, you know, the last season, he only played seven games, right? And the season before that he played 15 this season. uh, He played 16, but, between the last two seasons, he's had he had was in the in the seven games that he played, he didn't even cross 400 y- receiving yards. You know what I mean? Like 400 receiving yards—that's like a big thing to me. Like the year before, in seven games, you know what I mean? Like in seven games, he didn't even cross for 400 receiving yards. And the year before he that, sure you could say too. he did that. Yeah, I know he gets to carries, and I think that's like the the intrigue about it, is that he's such a gadgetry player. And you could say, well. This Jimmy Garoppolo It's not really that good, right? You can make all these excuses for Debo, but I think the injury factor really, really is a big, big thing because Debo, you know, not the same size as DK, who's 6'3", 235. Debo's 6'2", 215. You know, we saw him out for a good portion of the season and he relies on his speed. DK doesn't necessarily rely only on his speed. You could say, all right, if he gets older, he's still a freaking tank that who's going to catch the ball and get some yards. So I can understand giving up a 10th for that type of player. Um, For Debo, for a guy you're relying on the speed who hasn't really shown you a lot within his three years, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily put up a 10th round pick, uh, in my opinion, for him. All
1: right, what about you, Greg? What do you think about uh Debo and DK?
0: Yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat as Alex with the the production as well as the injury. It's not a 10th overall pick for me. DK, I think he's just a little bit out of all the guys that you listed really. I mean, I think AJ Brown might've been one of the names too, that we got floated out there too. So it's just like, even AJ Brown's like a freak, but DK is just on another level. So besides being healthy, being productive, no matter who the quarterback was to Alex's point, I think is important. Um, and with Debo too, it's just the, for me, it's the injuries. Second and a third, I could see that. Um, but at this point, leading up to the draft, we're two weeks away or so. I don't know. I mean, maybe we will get a deal done, but at this point, I think it's a lot of posturing, a lot of just rumors and stuff. Um, because like you said, the mock draft stuff kind of gets you know tiring at some some point. So, gotta come up with some other stuff to talk about. But for me, the Debo thing just doesn't really. I don't know, get me as excited as DK Metcalf would because that's a clear number one outside guy that we have, you know, more who can run the inside and the outside Barrios who can, you know, obviously do the end arounds, but also carve up the middle and stuff. And then we have Corey Davis who could kind of do it all as a number two in the system. So with Debo, I don't know if he comes in, he's a true like outside number one guy. So then you kind of have this mixed mosh of guys where, they can all kind of do similar things, but, you know, no one, we still need that deep ball threat that I think we're still missing. So um that's why I think DK for a 10 makes sense. Whereas maybe for Debo or even, you know, AJ Brown's the one where I still think maybe we'll give up a 10 for that. But even then with his injuries, I don't know if, I don't know if we would. So for me at this point it's a vertical threat guy that I think we're really looking for. Someone that could be a true number 1. Um, and I don't know if I see that with D, but I think he's still, like I, to Alex's point I like the word gadgety. I think he's just a little bit too much of a gadget guy to rely on and pay big money to. Plus the injuries is just tough. It's tough to bank on that year in and year out. All right. Yeah, I think I, the I last
1: thing feel that. The is tough. Like being I understand what you guys are saying with like the 2020 season being tough. But all his production with no quarterback really you know kind of kind of pushes me a little bit.
2: Sure. Yeah. And I think and I think that's fair, but even still like even without seeing him with a solid quarterback and having to watch Jimmy Garoppolo who's not really a good passer like compared to like Russell Wilson who's you know, he's going to pepper all the wide receivers. I think even that still gives me like a question mark. Of like, all right, was this just a hot season for everybody on the 49ers? What's the actual Debo Samuel that you get? And that's why I would be hesitant to give up a 10th win. I see DK. I'm like, okay, if we actually have a good wide receiver or not, uh, this guy's still going to be productive no matter what. You know, yep. if you're, if you're te- like, if you're telling me the baseline to get D to keep DK active, uh, in offense is a Geno Smith, I think Zach Wilson could be. Baseline that obviously I'm hoping for more than that. I think he could be more than that. But if you're telling me you need someone <laughs> like Geno Smith to keep DK active in an offense and to make sure that he still gets his yards and he can get all of his catches in, that's, then I'm fine with that. And I, the other thing I'll say about this too is that looking at Debo's like track record, he's only equips 100 targets once. And that was this past season. While DK, as soon as he came into the league, he was getting a hundred targets, over a hundred targets each and every season. And now you look at the cash percentages, and it's not necessarily the greatest. Like it's between 50s and 60s, but still the fact that he's able to get that production with gain seeing a hundred targets, you could say maybe it's because he's gained that much that he's able to get over a thousand, but still getting over a thousand yards receiving is still impressive. So that's why. But I think it's more so towards the fact that he's just you look at you look at him and you're like, I've never seen anyone built like this. I think the last person that we could say that we saw was a wide receiver who's headed insane built was Terrell Owens, and you're like, yo, Terrell Owens was built. You know what I mean? DK is yeah. on a whole other level, though.
1: That's fair. That's fair. And when you talk about numbers, I mean, uh, Diggs just got an extension uh, for like, I mean, the, the fake <clears throat> number is like 100 million. <laughs> but I think, I think the real guaranteed number is like 48 mil. Right. And okay. if you look at his numbers compared to Debo Samuel's numbers, I mean, it, it, it's literally no comparison. The last two years, Diggs has Boom. doubled him in almost everything. So I, I understand why it'll be tough to pay him the money he's looking for, right? Because it's it's going to be around the same, like twenty two per year or something but between you, twenty and
2: twenty three. So I get it. Would you trade a tenth round pick for Debo? Would you do any of those deals that you listed out, though, to get Debo Samuel? Uh,
1: I am in the camp where, as much as I love. And I'm glad Greg brought him up, and I I really apologize, you know, to myself for you know not bringing him up. I love AJ Brown,
0: dude. yeah. I love
1: mm-hmm. AJ Brown with with everything in my heart. I I really I love Debo Samuel, uh, and I I like DK Metcalf. <laughs> okay, like I'm I'm not like super sold that he's gonna be this superstar, especially with his diet. He has he, he he's a bit of a character. Okay, like a couple losing oh, games. Oh, that's for sure. A couple mm-hmm. losing games in, 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 you know, at MetLife. Uh, I don't know how things are going to go, especially if we trade a, a lot of assets for him and pay him. He has a, a couple unproductive games. I don't know how he's going to react. I'll, I'll be I'll be one hundred percent honest with you. Okay, that it worries me. Debo Samuel a little bit on that too, a little bit on that scale. AJ Brown, uh, uh, he's the one guy where I feel super confident. Right, I, uh, me if I'm GM. I'm not trading the 10th pick for any wide receiver in the league. I'm just not doing it, especially one that needs to be paid a huge extension, like a hundred million dollars, 50 million guaranteed or 60 million guaranteed, whatever it is, 70 million, like Tyreek got. I'm not, I'm not doing that, but if it's Cooper Cup that's paid already, you know what I mean? Or it's guaranteed. Yeah. I'll do it. If it's AJ Brown, I'll, I'll swallow my pride and I'll do it. The Debo Samuel thing, I'm worried about. The DK Metcalf thing, I'm worried about. I just, I, it's it just Terry McLaurin, 10th pick. That's too much for me, right? It just, I'd rather take as much as it hurt me. I'd rather take a rookie wide receiver, save the money. Even if he sucks in a year you know, in a year or two, not Mims sucks, but like, you know, a wide receiver like Devontae Parker sucks. You know what I mean? We could still trade him. Okay, so there's still value there. We see what our GM has done with Sam Darnold. We've seen what he's done with Jamal Adams. Like we've seen what he's done with t- with top ten picks. And so, if, if if really if you're asking me for the tenth pick, the only guy I'm really gonna bite on is AJ Brown. I know him. He he's good with you know Elijah Moore. Uh, he's good with Corey Davis. That is our whole wide receiver staff. He's yep. gonna be the veteran for Zach Wilson. We have Berrios like. AJ Brown, I'm cool with. I don't think he's going to fleece us on the contract. I I, I just don't feel that way with McLaurin and DK Metcalf. In in my opinion, Deontay Johnson, I think they're great. However, if we're talking the two seconds in the third and getting like a fourth, a late late fourth back or whatever, now we're talking. Now any of these guys are on the table, 100%, no problem. Give away the second round picks, like screw the D-line, you know, the nose tackle, screw the linebacker, like we'll figure that out. If we could somehow manage, that's my opinion. If we could somehow manage that, that's a good way to t- take care of your assets because you still have the number four. You could definitely trade down if you get rid of the, you know, if, if you really want to, or if you want to trade down from the 10, pick up something else there, you know, because now you're the fir- day two, you're kind of sleeping until the fourth round. Yeah. So I, 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 you know, I, I get that aspect of it. But if you're asking me what I think the Jets will do. I think the Jets are going to convince one of these teams that are in turmoil, whether it's Washington, like we said, okay, whether it's from the, from the owner standpoint that literally can't afford to put money in escrow. I, I think that's an issue that like, is, is not being talked about enough. Uh, number two, DK Metcalf, like, are they going to go in with Drew Locke? Like, because Lockett's contract, he's, he's on the books yeah. for the next two years. So are you really going to roll out Drew Locke? and, like, pay your wide receivers a zillion dollars and just, like, let it rock? I don't know if that's a great idea. So they might not want to screw themselves. Same thing with San Francisco. Like, we, you know, Alex has mentioned it, the injuries, the stats. Like, are you really going to pay that guy, you know, a $100 million or whatever he wants, that extension, that $25 million a year guaranteed, it, for a guy that you don't even know who your quarterback's going to be? You know, is he going to be better than next year and you weren't able to get over the top? Like, I feel like, you know... We can kind of play that role. Like, hey, this is the stuff we have. And you guys are gonna get screwed if you actually go through with this. A franchise tag, I get it. You wanna you wanna franchise tag your guys? Screw them. I'm i I'm with you. Even though the deadline passed. Like, I even know for next year, if you're gonna franchise tag them, I get it. But I think the Jets are a little bit of a of a, you know, we made some money, we made some money this year, we got some assets, like we're willing, we're willing to spend a little on a nice car. Uh, get that lug, get that luxury car, even though, you know, we could ride around with a bunch of Camrys, you know, like we have, like I, I think we're willing to spend, uh, on, on, you know, on the Bugatti. So uh, that's where I'm at.
2: And the last thing I want to say on Debo Samuel, because you also pointed out, right? Like you're just like unsure. You talked about everything even out in San Francisco. Like just look at his playoffs, man. Like look at these past playoffs. Like, did he really give you that production where you're like, Yeah, you're worth a tenth pick or even two, like two seconds and a third. I mean, let's just go through the games. Against Dallas, he got three targets, three receptions for 38 yards, no touchdown. Against the against who is it? A Green Bay. It was four targets, three receptions, 44 yards, no touchdown. Then he goes plays the LA Rams. It was seven targets, four receptions for 72 yards, one touchdown. For two of those games, he was absent. Like, I I don't I, I don't care how you want to carve it. You, if I'm paying you, if I'm trading for that type of guy, you got to be present in those games. You know what I mean? You have to be present in those games. That's he's just so rushing. My
1: opinion. I mean, so he, sure. he's still rushing.
2: So like, sure. but that's like, that's the gadgetry though. It's like, once again, you're, you're asking for like, he got 10 attempts rushing in, in both those games, 72 yards against, uh, Dallas and, uh, 40 yards against, uh, Green Bay, but still you're my wide receiver. Like that can only go so far, just like doing end arounds and, and and stuff like that. Like if I'm paying you to be my wide receiver, I want you to be the wide receiver first, and the gadget second. That's just me, though. That's just me.
0: Yeah, yeah. plus we got Barrios for all that stuff too, man. We don't need another guy. We got the King of New York already.
1: I'm just <laughs> a, a, 184 yards uh, after contact on the rush is is pretty good for a wide receiver. Like that that stuff. Oh I, no doubt. In the playoffs, like, that stuff is – I don't want to change to Knicks, but we don't have a playmaker. Like, I know that Berrios is our third down. You know, if you want a first down, you have to throw to Berrios and you have no other choice. I'm with you because Elijah Moore is guarded, Corey Davis is injured, and we don't have a tight end, right? But now we have a tight end. We have two of them. Corey Davis is back. You know, Berrios, maybe, you know, he's a little more confident now. Everything looks good on paper. But dude, having Debo Samuel on third down, oh my god, that was like that to me is like having Debo Samuel, AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, oh, for even sure. though he drops passes, like any of those guys are gonna make a huge difference. Drake London, there's, I just don't know. Like I just don't. There's no doubt. Know, bro.
2: There's no. There's no. There's no doubt. But we're talking about like the value trade for somebody like that, and what does he bring to this team? Like all that stuff is cool, but it's not worth. Two second rounders and a third, and it's not worth a tenth round overall pick. That's just me, though. That's
1: fair, and we we want you know our fans, our subscribers, our listeners to let us know what you guys think. I'm pretty sure I know where you guys are leading. <laughs> I know that you guys want a wide receiver, but it is a good conversation, like which wide receiver or the draft. Like we're about to get into it. All the mock drafts have us taking a wide receiver at ten. So let us know what you guys think. Whether you think the Jets should take a wide receiver, which wide receiver, whether we should draft one, how you feel about, you know, the 10th pick for DK, you know, rumors, the double second and the third, which we had for Tyreek Hill. Like, let us know what you guys think about it.
2: Well, moving along, you know what time it is. You know what it is, guys. Now we're going to get into the real controversy, the real stuff that people are tuning in for and they want to know. We're going to get into this mock draft. We're going to do the top 10. We're not going to go 64. We're not going to go none of that. We're not going to do the entire thing because that would just be wild. We're going to do the top 10 like we did with our boy JD on the next episode. So it's going to be Greg, John, and myself thinking and adding <laughs> a little flavor of our own to how yeah. these teams are going to draft and being strategic throughout all of this. I guess uh, since we haven't really decided – how do we want to go? Uh, who's going to be going first, second, third? And, and do you want to do a round? Robin, how do you guys want to do this? I,
1: I think we should uh, have a have a since we have three people. We should do mini votes on each pick. And, uh, you know, because there, there, there's going to be question marks, right? The first pick, second pick, all the way down. So I think if we have consensus on it, we move on. If not, we'll just have a little discussion. We'll still move on. All right. But I think we'll try to get we'll try to especially get some consensus on what other teams are picking. All right. And then we'll 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 definitely stop on the discussions for the fourth and the 10th. No, trends, none of that. We know we have the best GM in the league. We know we have the highest uh draft value since the 91 Cowboys. Like we, we don't know what's going to happen. The money is 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 like kind of tight right now uh for draft picks mm-hmm. and salary cap. Like, if we make a trade, picks have to go because we literally can't afford them. So that's another thing to consider, right? With the 10th pick. So you know, there's, a, there's a lot of moving parts. So I think do maybe a, a two out of three consensus because none of these mock drafts have a consensus. I know Greg and I, we've been going through a PFF mocks like crazy. Yeah. If you do a thousand mocks, you will have a 999 different answers. Maybe you want to look the same. <laughs> so, you know, let's, uh, let's get this rolling, man. I mean, the first pick, I, to me, it should be an easy one. Everyone, of course, it's smoke season. There's two weeks left. Everyone is yelling everything. But if this is not Aiden Hutchinson, I mean, if you're going to give me a, a, a curveball from the first pick, I'm, I'm going to be hyped, dude. Because uh, this, the last preface before this mock draft is maybe 18 players have been mocked within the top 10, right, that are guaranteed top 10 yeah. picks. And there's about 50 guaranteed first-round picks. So something is off. Okay? Something is wrong. So we're here to decipher it. And again, my first pick, right, let me know what you guys think, but it has to be Aiden Hutchinson from my perspective.
2: No, it has to be I, Aiden Hutchinson. I think so. Okay. Yeah. See, I nice think I think mean. I think it's I think it's <laughs> bread and butter just because the Jaguars do need defensive line help. And I think that's why I, I think that's it's just clear cut answer, you know what I mean? So you go in there and get one of the be, you get the best player coming out of college. You don't make it too difficult. Just take Aiden Hutchinson and you keep it moving.
1: Deal. So we're all on that. First First one went easy. I don't think that's how it's going to go for the rest, but <laughs> we'll see. Uh I know the number two and the number three pick, to be honest, they control the draft from my yes. perspective. Not only because mm. the Jets are at four and my whole world revolves around the Jets. Uh, I mean, that's that's obvious. But more importantly, just like... The Jets, when they had Sam Darnold, where the Giants really controlled the draft, and they took Barkley, and that really changed the dynamic of the whole draft. I, mm-hmm. I believe that the Detroit Lions and the Houston Texans really controlled this draft. Man, everybody has been mocked to them. so I, I don't even know where the Lions are going. I know they just drafted Okuda a couple of years ago. He got injured last year. He was a complete yeah. bust. In the top five. So are they gonna go with another you know cornerback? Are they scared of DBs altogether? Uh with Hamilton, and did he knock himself out with that top with that 40? You know, cause it's hard enough to get a safety in there. Thank you, Jamal Adams. (laughs) In the top four. So did he ruin himself? Are the lines gonna switch up? Take one of the linemen, offensive linemen, to be clear, in Evan Neal or uh uh slash Icky Iquanhu? Or are they going to jump to, you know, the the flavor of the week? Trayvon Walker, the DE from Georgia slash Thibodeau, who uh, we've been basically been calling ugly. The, the, NFL, the NFL process has basically been calling tips ugly for the last three months. Like, <laughs> yeah. We know you're good, but something about you, bro. We don't know. Like, so, I, 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 in my opinion, those are the choices on the table for the Detroit Lions. You don't so- think Mal- Malik Willis has a shot? I personally I don't but if you want to discuss if you want to throw it in there you can I, I at number two with the golf contract it just seems excessive you know for me it's like with especially with next year being a huge quarterback draft it feels like the Detroit Lions could take an, a, a player that can help them so that next year they could blame it all on Goff, get rid of him and then draft a quarterback.
2: I feel like it's difficult for the Lions because they have quite a few needs. Obviously, quarterback being the number one issue, but you mentioned Goff, who's got the contract, so it's going to be hard to just get rid of him unless you do some sort of trade. I don't think there's any team that's that desperate to take on Jared Goff, so like that question, that yeah, not even, <laughs> that is out of the question. So then it comes down to do you do you take one of the defensive ends as you mentioned, right? Do you take Thibodeau? Do you take uh, Trayvon Walker? Or do you go with an actual need because you had one of the worst secondaries in the NFL last season? So I think there's actually question that they would go out of what draft world is considering and go a mod sauce guard, like, or and take one of the co- cornerbacks, you know, because he's as you mentioned, as we talked about, one of the top cornerbacks in this league. If you are one of the worst def- defensive back teams, right? They were just they were just a sieve. Everyone's just attacking them left and right. So why not get somebody? Who's fast, who's got the long arms, who's got the height, and could, you know, be another. I will say this not necessarily because he's gonna play like, like him, but another Antonio Cromartie because he has the height, the length, all that thing, the speed. So he could be like another Antonio Cromartie. You help ha- you add help to the secondary. You know, you lost uh he was they lost Darius Slay like not too long ago. Uh so yeah. you might want to just backfill that position and you can still say, look, we drafted somebody for a positional need, and you can still put blame on Jared Goff. Gilda, yeah,
1: that's fair. Put some pressure yeah. under Ikuta. I mean, that for me, I, I agree with your logic. And you know, Kuiper came out today, and he puts Oscar Gardner at two. I think for the first like real mock, in a, in a while. So you know, you're, you're you're on base, right? Like you you have it correct. For me, if I'm the Lions, there's two you know rules of thought. It's either, hey man. Okuda had all the right boxes and it just didn't work out. We can blame it on the injury. This guy has the same boxes and he's going to do great. You know what I mean? That was the one fluke. Like we can't bust out twice in a top five corner, you know, having the same stats, you know, physically gifted and he has no injury history. Like it's going to, one of them is going to work out, kind of put a fire under Ikuda's butt, maybe trade him for something. You know, that's or move one him to the number thought.
0: two, move him to the number two spot.
1: Move him to the number and now two Now you spot. have two,
0: now you have two good guys. The other thing with Okuda too, I think that. To keep in mind, when he was starting, he was going up against Allen Robinson, the number one guy in Chicago, Justin Jefferson, the number one guy in Minnesota, and Devontae Adams, the number one guy in Green Bay twice a season. That's a gauntlet for a rookie on the Detroit Lions. He has no help. He has no (laughs) secondary help. He has no one passing the rush, you know, rushing the passer. So he's in a tough spot. So Adams is gone. Allen Robinson's gone. So you're in a spot where if you bring in Sauce Gardner as a true number one, you move him to the number two. I think these guys have a better shot. I just don't see it because for me, Dan Campbell doesn't seem like a guy that's going to go with the DB. He wants that D lineman. He wants to go after the quarterback. He wants to bite kneecaps or whatever he was talking about his press conference. (laughs) So I think more Trayvon Walker for me. Or Kayvon Thibodeau, it depends. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau, he can go anywhere from one to twenty at this point. So <laughs> I
1: know, literally
0: I have dude. no idea.
2: There's <laughs> he has literally no read on, <laughs> yeah, no on Tibbs. There's no read on tibs
0: Yeah, and, and and Trayvon Walker is shooting up people's boards. So for me, I'm just gonna go Trayvon Walker here. I've seen it so many times. It makes sense his freak athleticism. It was the the second highest RAS score, raw athleticism score since uh Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett has the plays where he glitches on the screen and stuff like that. So he yeah. has tremendous, <laughs> tremendous athleticism. So I could see that if Dan Campbell really gets his guy starts molding him into what he wants to be. Um, you know, I think it could be a statement pick for him in the number two spot. So I'm going with Trayvon Walker here. Obviously we still got to come to some sort of consensus, but I think yeah. it's D Lyman at this point for the, for the Lions.
1: You know, it's funny. I mean, I could, uh, I don't know. We're gonna. I don't know if we're gonna have a consensus here. Guys. Okay. We're all picking a different guy. So, I, I, I agree with your philosophies. Right? I told you we're gonna be consensus. <laughs> we're gonna have issues with the Lions and the Texans. Right? I yeah. told you. I agree. Your secondary help, cool. But you made a good point. They're all, all old players are gone. Devontae Adams is gone. Yeah. Right? The Vikings stink, even though they have Jefferson. Right. But all these like they, there's not the Bears don't have anyone a quarterback or wide receivers anymore like you don't need to really address that I agree with you know the defensive end situation but if I'm the Lions legitimately I'm wondering like do I want to mess up and take either Walker or Tibbs I just don't know one of them is going to be a bust. I, I have this thing where I was going through the last like 20 drafts looking at the second and third defensive pass rusher chosen and you'd be surprised how many times it's a bust man Like, very rarely are you finding that the second pass rusher and the third pass rusher actually turn out to be semi-productive. Like, forget, like, amazing players. Like, semi-productive. Like, we have Davenport. I think he's, like, the only one that made, you know, some sort of, you know, blink on on the radar. So it worries me about that. And that leaves me to, if you're not going to take the best defensive pass rusher, if taking a DB is too high, I think you're going to go with one of the offensive linemen. Uh, you know, oh, you're the you're the, D- you're the Detroit Lions. You have nothing going on, right? You're not going to win this year. You know it. You're almost waiting for Aaron Rodgers to get old. You know your quarterback stinks. <laughs> so you know, match him up with you. You got you got uh Sewell on the as a right tackle. He's a beast. Mm-hmm. And you know now you could fill it out. You have you you have a wide receiver. He's okay. You got you have, you signed you know D J Chark to go around with uh Amon Saint Ro- uh, Saint Brown. He's okay. Josh Reynolds, you know, he's all right. Deandre Swift. I mean, Deandre Swift, Jamal Williams, they killed it as running backs yeah. last year. And so if that's their bread and butter, like give them an offensive lineman, like give them, you know, I know they have Taylor Decker as their left tackle, you know, but I can, he's supposed to be the best player in the draft. I, I want him to fall to four. I just don't think it's going to happen. So I, if I'm Detroit, I'm, I'm going to think about I can, I'm going to think about Neil. So does that change? And any of the three for you guys, because I, I don't have, like, this huge preference here, but I know if I'm Detroit, I'm just going to take an – I'll close my eyes and take an offensive lineman and just, you know, it's going to take you at least five years to figure out that he stinks, right, on the Detroit line. So just, like, <laughs> I'll just put him there, you know, and, and just wait because they have some draft picks. And if they could run the ball, if they could play sneaky good defense, they got, you know, they, they, they could sneak out some wins, in, in my opinion.
2: I feel like for the Lions, though, after having such a bad, like a bad, bad season, you lost Matthew Stafford, who kept you relevant for so many years. I don't think you could play it safe as the Detroit Lions, especially with the number two pick. I think you have to take one of the defensive ends at minimum. So it's either Trayvon Walker or, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Honestly, in my opinion, let's okay, pick like, one. I feel big like, one. uh, I'm going to go with, um, Ooh, this is a tough one. I'm going to go with Walker. I'm going to go with Trayvon Walker. All right. That's consensus. Just to keep it, just to keep this thing moving. Um, I,
1: I was really hoping you didn't say Tibbs and made me choose one because I know I'm going to pick the wrong one. So I'm glad, I'm glad you made that easy for me. I feel like the Lions here. I, I, if I'm the Lions here, I'm like, damn it, dude. Damn it. Honestly, like, damn it. Does anyone want trade? Does tra- <laughs> anyone want the <laughs> second pick? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like annoyed right now because I'm, I'm taking off as a lineman. Like, I'm just, I'm taking offensive linemen. So I'm with you guys, defensive, uh, pass rusher, both these guys. Tibbs has been the consensus best pass rusher all season long until the season literally ended. And then all of a sudden he's not anymore. So there's that. And then Walker's the exact opposite. You know, Walker, yes, he played in the SEC. He's, he, he looks like a beast. He's going to be good, but he had some good players next to him, right? When you watch that tape, yeah. he had like eight first round, you know, eight, you know, first and second rounders on that defense with him. So, uh, I'm with you guys. I'll, I'll go with Trayvon Walker, but to be honest with you, that just feels like a bust Lions pick. <laughs> but I'll, I'm down. I'll take it. I'll take that for the two. I'll take. Or maybe
2: video. maybe he just fakes that he's a bust. Jets get him on the cheap, and then we no
1: <laughs> I mean, honestly,
2: like the fact that the fact that there's so much smoke, like
1: it's it's prime for the Lions or the Texans to mess up. It's prime. Like there's so much smoke, everybody's everywhere. Right, people are moving up. As we said, Trayvon Walker jumped up in mock drafts this week. Sauce Gardner jumped all the way up this week. Like, there's there's plenty of mistakes to be made here, in my opinion, oh, yeah. which is you know no slight to these players But that jumps up to the te- the Texans at three guys. Like, okay, so now we have Hutchinson off the board. We got Walker off the board. Two defensive ends in a row, right? ESPN people are going crazy right now. Right, I'm on Twitter because I'm at the, I'm at MetLife. Everyone's freaking out. And now the Texans are on board. Are you gonna tell me the Texans are not gonna take an offensive lineman either?
0: I think they take an offensive, offensive lineman. I think they take offensive all right. All right. Ta- all right. take- Thank
1: God. Are they gonna take my guy? Or are they gonna take right. see another another position where Evan Neal, consensus, best offensive lineman all year long, right? And now, ever since the draft, ever since the senior bowl, consensus best player in the entire draft, is Ikem. I don't want to see the Jets put that on the map, but from my perspective, as the Jets were the first people to say, we love him, we love him, we love him, That all of a sudden, he was the best player available. If you're the Texans, are you going with the SEC guy, with the Nick Saban guy, Evan Neal, or are you going to jump with the NC State guy, you know, uh, believe your scouts, and just roll with the interchangeable guy on
2: the offensive lineman who... Again, consensus number one. You're keeping this safe. You're the Houston Texans. You need legitimate, you need some, this, this roster is complete crap. Like, what's not <laughs> sugarcoated? It is complete <laughs> crap. You need to start building from the ground up. You're going mean, to take the Jets, they, the
1: Jets pick one pick after them. So just chill
2: out. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, well, the Jets are not, the Jets are not as in bad shape as the Houston Texans. Okay. They need to pick, they need a legitimate, like, safe pick that they know that can actually transpire into something. And I think there's nothing more secure than an offensive lineman coming from the SEC program from Nick Saban. So I'm going to take Evan, Evan Neal with this position. Uh, okay. And I, I think you just call it a day from that point. Honestly, I think he's You're
1: going to move him to right and, and line him up across some Tunsil?
2: Yeah, it doesn't matter at this point. Honestly, you could, you could, you if you're the Texans, you just draft Neal and you figure it out later. Like,
0: yeah, he's played guard out. too at some point. So he can play guard, he can play inside, yeah. he can play outside. For me, I think I'm going icky for them. I mean, if I'm them, I'm I'm so, you know it's it such they're such <laughs> in a bad spot that you gotta swing for the fences. Hopefully, he. I think both these guys are gonna be really good, but I think like to your point, John, everyone's. I mean, Daniel Jeremiah. I'm looking at here is his number two prospect. <laughs> yeah, He's just top bro. everyone. He's either number one, number two guy. I mean, um. So I think you take him. He's played tackle. I think he can play guard. Um. And I think he's fine. The only thing that obviously worries me a little bit, smaller school. So maybe he didn't play against the high end competition that Evan Neal did, but I think. Lovey Smith.
1: Does that change anything for you? Remember, it's Lovey Smith.
0: No, I don't think it changed anything for me. Defensive
1: guy? No? No. What why I
0: think? Go for it,
2: Alex. No, no, no. Go ahead. Finish, Greg. Finish.
0: I just, I just think they need to, uh, they, When you're building NFL roster, at least from what I believe is you build it on the, on the line and it starts on the offensive line. You need to have your guys protected so your quarterback can do something. And then you go to the defensive line. So if you're really starting from very, from scratch, kind of like Houston is, you have to start with building the offensive line first. And then you move to the defensive line, kind of like hopefully we're doing where we're, we figured out our offensive line to the point where we feel confident with that. And now hopefully we start moving to this defensive line and we get some players here. So the and last thing I'm going to say, I'll oh, go ahead. No, I, I was going to give, give you
1: Lovey Smith's quote before you go or no? He had a sure quote yesterday. Always. Yeah. I think you want it. Right. So he I said, <laughs> he said on sports radio 610 Houston, he said, well, quote, well, we're looking at the roster right now and you see who we have there. And you also see who our play at the cornerback position. We can't play the type of football that we want to play until we get better at the cornerback position. I will say that. Literally his quote, end quote from Good coach Lovey Lord. Smith. <laughs> so that's uh, so He's the defensive guy from the Bears. Uh, again, it's me asking me. I'm taking offensive linemen, but I'm just wondering, uh, you, know, you know, you put what? it at the top. What, what is Lovey Smith going to do?
2: Here's the thing. That could be smoke because I don't think everyone wants to know what they're Bear. thinking too, because Evan Neal, like, if you're, if you're the, you're talking about two, you're talking about how the draft is with the Lions and the Texans. Everything's gonna be kind of figured out after them for like the Jets to some degree. Not fully, but to some degree.
1: Three and 13, bro. Texans are three and 13. Like, just like the Jets are four and ten, three and 13. They control this draft, bro.
2: Right. No, they, they, they control this draft. But I think for them, unlike the Lions, uh, who need, like, we know what they have, specific needs right texans kind of need everything i don't care who you are (laughs) if you need everything there's no way you're saying all right we're going to take a defensive back because uh we got to protect from these touchdowns like if you got no d line if your quarterback can't score because you got no offensive line i agree with greg you gotta start with uh the offensive line first just make sure you have something solidified so that your quarterback at least whoever you have back there is able to move the ball down the field and feel somewhat competent and this is why I disagree with Greg, though, is that I don't think you want to go hitting it out of the, like, get a home run, your first draft pick. I think you want to play it safe. Like, you legitimately need everything. I think you need to play it safe, take Neil because if you're going for uh, IK and just, like, trying to go for, like, the the moon at this point, if he doesn't work out, that sets you back. Like, that legitimately sets you back. So that's why I think you got to go with a safe pick, take Neil and you keep push pushing, and you just don't think twice about it.
1: Okay, so you know I'm gonna subscribe to your. This is smoke. It's smoke season. Right, I've been saying this is smoke season, and the guy is literally on the radio saying the word cornerback. I mean, what else do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it's like,
2: hey man, well, when you start building a football roster, you take a cornerback first, sir. What if you have a quarter? <laughs> what if you need a quarterback? No, 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 no. We need a cornerback. Like they don't even yeah. have a quarterback. Well, like, he, you know, he, you said, can at least he said he believes
1: <laughs> no. He said he believes in in uh, in, in Mr. David Sills. Sims. Sills, Mills, even, Mills, oh,
0: Davis wow. Mills, right?
1: <laughs> Davis, Mills. Yeah, no, yeah, my head is. It's football season right now. Mills, Davis Mills, same it's, it's, it's baseball season right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he likes him. Blake Snell. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he, he, he li- sure. He He said. He said he likes him and he believes in him. And honestly, for what that he was dealt we heard last that. year, <laughs> dude. For what? No, but for what he was dealt last year, yes. I hear and you. for what position he was taken, dude, he killed it last year. <laughs> he's a third round pick. <laughs> yeah, and he was supposed to be like literally on the worst team of all time, Texans. <laughs> yeah. You know, not like oh hey, they're pretty bad. And he he showed out. The guy took Gregs Grossman to the to the Super Bowl. I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he had a defense, and he bought right. That's probably what he's thinking. Like, dude, I've had a Rex Grossman. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, I just need a cornerback. Yeah. <laughs> I just need defense. Like, I don't care. So I'll, I'm, I'll, I'm, I'm going to roll with IKEM. All right. You, you, um, uh, you got Alex had Neil, Greg had IKEM. We've discerned that they're be, they're throwing out some smoke about the cornerback position because we're not going to get to 13 here. We're only going to top 10 for our purposes. I believe that the Texans at 13 are going to take Derek Stingley. I think that's their pick. I, I don't yeah. think Stingley is going past 13. And, you know, when the numbers come out, the, the bets still haven't come out. We're going to do a winning picks weekly episode on it. This is oh, going to yeah. be one of my, this is going to be one of my big ones, man. Stingley, you know, under 13 and a half. Like that's, if I could find that, that's going to be my number. Jumping to the reason why we're all here. Tension is going to be high. Jets sitting at number four, Hutchinson gone, Walker gone, two top defensive ends, and then the Jets offensive lineman guy, like their guy, Ikem, is gone. For me, that throws off Neil. Neil's off the board. For me, Hamilton's off the board because of his 40 at number four. It's just off the board over here. So for me, guys, it comes down to two choices, Gardner or Tibbs. What do you guys got? Or if you guys have a different you know, opinion, let me know. But for me, those are the two choices for the defensive head coach.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm kind of saying, thinking, I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. I mean, you know, Sauce, I think, presents obviously some upside, helps us out with the number one cornerback position, allows us to, you know, get better coverage down the field so we can pressure the quarterback. But if you don't have good pass rushers, then you can't really pressure the quarterback, even if your coverage is good, if that makes sense. So for me, I lean Thibodeau in this. I'm kind of with you. that it's really down to those two guys. So this is the way the, the draft breaks. I don't think that there's another um, player outside if, of if sauce. sauce
1: goes, if sauce goes three, like, you know, and police was just like, bro, I told you, <laughs> I, <literally laughs> yeah. did I told him to get a quarterback. Why did you believe me? And he takes, you know, sauce at three. And assuming we were right about one and two, whether it's Walker or Tibbs, for me, it's 100% IKEM here. Like, there is no question. Like, I think that Joe Douglas is going to laugh in his one Jets drive video when IKEM is sitting there. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, like maniacally laugh. Like when saying, the
0: Vikings, yeah. like when the Eagles took, uh, Jalen Reagan or whatever, the Vikings guys just started chuckling and they took, <laughs> yeah. uh, Justin Jefferson Jeff- the next big. Yeah. 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 I think like, so too. I agree with you 100%. I think if IKEM's there, we take him yeah, we have two tackles. Yeah, we have two guards. But we don't know what Becton's going to be week one. We don't know what Fan's going to be long-term. We don't know what Becton's going to be long-term. And I really do believe that Ikem is the number one or number two prospect of this draft. So I agree with that. But for this sake, he's not here. So I'm going Thibodeau. I think there's a lot of smoke around him. I mean, he <laughs> said some things in some press conferences that maybe it didn't come off great. And, you know... At the combine, he said he was going to do workouts and they ended up not doing the workouts. Okay. But, you know, I don't like Don't talk smack about him, bro. I don't like <laughs> you that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like that. But still, I like what I see on the field. He gets after the quarterback. Yeah. Tons of pressures, tons of sacks. You get that in Oregon? Yeah. To me, it is okay in Oregon because I think Oregon is a big enough platform where they play, they play big opponents. They play in big time games. You know, again, a little bit of the injury concern with him as well. But again, the number one prospect all season long until the season ended. I love that because it was totally true. So, um, I'm going with him in this spot for me. We have to get after the quarterback. We brought in a couple guys. We retained a couple guys. We're getting a couple guys back healthy, but we need a big guy.
1: We, yeah, we're, we're signing Carl Lawson this year. Like in my brain, Carl yeah. Lawson. We we've signed Ben. Still, you don't, a still you
0: don't you don't know what he's going to be like week one. You don't know if he's going to come out to a slow start. He's going to need a breather here and there. So we brought in sure. a couple other defensive ends, and we I think we add one here with Thibodeau to complement what we have so far, and get our defensive coach his true defensive guy finally in the draft. All
2: right, Alex, what do you got? I'm going to go with Thibodeau as well. I think it's...
1: Ooh, damn! Okay. I, am, I am outmarked by, by our own
2: rules. So I guess we'll go on Tim's, but let me hear it, Alex. So here's the thing. For Thibodeau, I think Greg said it perfectly. Want to get off to the quarterback, right? You can have a good defensive back, but if you don't have the pressure, what good is the defensive back? And we can, as much as the rules have changed to make this an offensive heavy league, like, we can still go back to when the Giants were in the Super Bowl and they had a dominant front. Right. Oh, yeah, and I think that that still applies to today. If you can still get to the quarterback and call, bring that pressure, then it makes it set your life for the secondary a lot easier. And sure, we got DJ on the one side. He's going to be our one. And there's, there's talks about whether or not, uh, Bryce Hall, uh, you could talk about Brendan Eccles and seeing if those guys are actually twos. Maybe they're twos, but they're more threes right now. Well, I think you can get by with them being more so threes and not really twos if you have a good front. And so at this point, you have, you have Kayvon Thibodeau, who's left on the board. I think you go with that direction, especially with his intangibles, his physical uh, ability. I don't think you pass up on the guy like this, especially for Robert Sala, who needs somebody on the line, especially since we lost Carl Lawson, right? I think there's question on how good is he going to be coming back off an Achilles tear? I think you need some more reassurance, too, on that front. So might as well just go Thibodeau, especially if he's there, and just make it just that simple for him.
1: All right. I mean, that's fair. I, I I subscribe to the philosophy. If I'm Joe Douglas, I'm not taking Tibbs here because I think that Jermaine Johnson is going to be there at ten, right? Mm. If you have Hutchinson, Walker, Tibbs, all are going in the top nine, and then you still have other names out there, like two offensive linemen. You have a Gardner. You have Hamilton. You have maybe even Stingley. You have a couple quarterbacks that are rumored. You have wide receivers that are out there, like Drake London, right? I would, I would just be like, hey, like we're going to get a pass rusher at, the, at number 10. You know, whether if, if we don't choose Tibbs, Tibbs is still going to be on the board, and Jermaine Johnson is still going to be on the board. One of those guys will fall to 10. That That'll be my philosophy. Obviously, for our purposes, we're taking Tibbs. But if it wasn't a consensus pod and we're sitting here, it's impossible for me to believe we're not taking Sauce Gardner.
0: The only thing I'll say about that, John, is I, I think I don't know, I think that people have just mocked it and talked about it so much. Joe Douglas has told you, and Robert Salah has told have, have told us we don't value the cornerback position like other teams do. Yes. They showed us via drafts that they draft cornerbacks in the third, fourth round. I think there's a shot we take someone maybe in the second, but maybe more likely in the third or fourth. I right. think that Joe Douglas is the type of guy that just shoots a straight man. He's like, yo, we, we don't believe in the position like other teams yeah. believe in the position. And they, they've shown it through drafts. They've shown it through acquisitions. They didn't go out and sign big name guys or big contract guys, I should say, at the cornerback really position.
2: Have... Yeah, that's probably the one thing I'll say about Joe Douglas. Unlike there's some smoke, but there's not a lot of smoke where he's trying to confuse people. I think he says, like, he legit says, like, we're not going to overspend. Positions like he says, we'll revisit it. All these type of things. He keeps it very vanilla when it comes to like even when it came to like the Jamal Adams, like we want to keep Jamal Adams here. Like okay, that's general talk. It's like there's still negotiations, right? It's like the negotiations, like we're not going to pay everything for safety, but we're going to try to see if we can retain him. Bro,
1: I believe in Joe Douglas. There are no negotiations, and not because of what he got from the trade. But dude, Jamal Adams, right? He said keep it player. That's still his main phrase, and that was directed towards Joe Douglas because they got pissed off at each other. He said, "I'm going to pay you," and then he, the contract offer came too late in his eyes, and then he said, "Keep it, playa." So Joe Douglas, to your point, Alex, he he kept his promise. Like at the end of the day, <laughs> he did he did say, yo, I'm going to pay this guy," and he did. He just it was too late, <laughs> you know what I mean? In Adams' eyes, is what it is
2: yeah so that's why I think when I look at Joe Douglas and seeing how he reads like I remember just writing a whole thing for Empire Writes Back and going down everything even when he was talking about um, Quincy and Nunwa, how he liked Quincy Inunua and he wanted Quincy Nua here there was no real guarantee that he was going to keep Quincy he valued yep. him for sure but and you heard that like, he valued him yeah and then and then you, you see that like he values people but he's never going to say like oh yeah I'm going to overvalue you And I don't think he's going to be that type of GM. He's not, well, he's showing that he's not that type of GM just to be like, yeah, we're going to give it because whatever we need to. It's like, I have a philosophy. I believe in my philosophy. I'll tell you my philosophy. And I think, as Greg pointed out, if he doesn't value the cornerback position that much, now I will say that unless he sees that top-end talent, and unless he believes Gardner is that top-end talent, then I'm sure that he would go out and go get him. But if he doesn't view Gardner that way, I don't see him spending a fourth rounder on him. I think he, I think he'll look at Thibodeau and say, I think he's looking at uh, Jermaine Johnson just because if we don't get Tiz for whatever reason, right? If he's not there, and we, and maybe he's higher on Tibbs more so than Trayvon Walker or vice versa. Who we don't know, right? If we don't get him, then we'll try to get Jermaine Johnson the tenth, and we'll figure out how we're going to tackle the fourth.
1: That's the thing that the at ten. 10- the other options kind of dwindle, right? So we're, let's move on here, right? We have so far our top four is Hutchinson, Walker, Ikem, and Tibbs. Yep. I'm hoping that's not how it goes again. But now we're sitting at five for because I think the Giants are either going to get Neil so, or Tibbs. If Tibbs is gone, it has to me. It's Evan Neal. Th- those are the two most New York Giants so, players gone, I've right? ever seen in my life. Yes. Ikem, yeah.
2: Ikem is gone. I'm going Neil if, if yeah I'm going deals, the sake yeah. Of the, I'm going Neil. I'm, I'm going okay. they need the Giants need offensive line help like we had JD on this pot he was like wine. wine, wine yes. wine wine, wine. I think it's Neil for this one if uh, if, if that's uh, the case. A perfect
1: draft for the Giants in my perspective is Neil at um at five and Tibbs at seven. That's a perfect draft for the New York Giants. I, I honestly hope it does fall for them like that. But, of course, for our purposes, Neil, the five pick, easy. Greg, are you on that too? 100%. I think they need someone to go with Andrew
0: Thomas. So you just package that up with Evan Neal. You got two good bookends, and you're building something there. So I'm with yeah. you.
1: All right. Moving on to number six. Sorry, New York Giants fans. Just an easy pick there. Uh, number six, Carolina Panthers, are arch nemesis. If you haven't heard, if you haven't heard, <laughs> if, if, if you haven't heard it, well, because the only good win they had against us was last year, and it was the Darnold, the Robbie Anderson touchdown. Oh, all, all mess! I hate them. Anyway, <laughs> oh Matt Rule, oh we should have got him. I can't wait till this, till this year. The it's it's we should have got, we should have kept uh, Todd Bowles. All this nonsense coming our way. Anyway, number six, Carolina Panthers. You have to take Malik Willis, right? You have to. I take the quarterback out of liberty. You have to. You have nothing. You th- listen. No free ads. But Sam Darnold on the "Bustle with the Boys" podcast was one of my favorite interviews with uh with a active roster quarterback. I think in my whole life, he was so real and raw about. You know the jets fans and jets, yeah. he's like he's like dude i'm he's like i'm going to a store and the guy's like oh what's your problem <laughs> like, he's like dude like, I mean, why why'd you throw it to that guy he was wide open <laughs> <laughs> yeah like he was so real on that right talking about such like a laid-back west coast guy uh it's a great interview but it looks like they're moving off of sam darnold man he got bench. they brought in camp newton who can't throw to play over him you know they got oh, for. <laughs> for PJ that was Walker? so ridiculous dude this is tough it has to be Malik willows right guys yes <laughs> <laughs> for know, all the reasons greg, greg doesn't like his hands i know it. i can see in his eyes oh, I, just have a tough,
0: I just have a tough time with it just because matt rule is like so on the hot seat right now that if he comes out and loses four games it's like dude you're gone
2: so
1: but if, if, but if i have a new quarterback I'd be like, bro, I got a rookie quarterback.
2: You get some time. You get some time. Dude, the the only thing that gets week. you the only thing that the only thing that guarantees you guarantees you time is a new quarterback. Yeah. That's a fact. Because nobody said a word
1: about Robert Sala. Our defense was horrific last year. Nobody said a word about him because of Zach Wilson. Yeah, but that was his first year. Last year was Rule's second year. And it yeah.
0: stunk yeah. the first year. It started out hot last year and then it just fell apart.
1: <laughs> that's because they played the Jets, bro.
0: But it <laughs> fell apart because I really do believe I mean obviously it was what's his name getting hurt the running back there going down hurts. But also yeah. too, I think JC Horn going down, I think that plays a huge yeah. role. So I think there's a legit shot here that my boy Shaq Thompson. Yeah, well if, <laughs> remember, every, I mean, every if, game he was out,
1: they sucked. Every game that he played, he played well.
0: Yeah, if, if they're at the spot, I think there's a legit shot at Sauce Gardner here. I know it's not popular. I know it's really not getting mocked everywhere. Everyone's just laying up Malik Willis. And I'm just like, dude, this guy needs to win right now. Like he needs to come out and start out with two and one. So who's
2: his quarterback? You know
0: what?
1: Sam Darnold.
2: You know what? I take back. No
1: way. Okay. I I love Sam again, like I'm back on this I love Sam Darnold thing, even though like whatever, I get it. He's not the best quarterback. Uh, of the draft, I get it. Josh Allen was number one, Lamar Jackson number two, and now we're fighting with the three, four with Baker. I'm just so happy that we're fighting, whether it's Darnold or Baker. Still, <laughs> you know, I know <laughs> yeah. it's not at the top, but now it's at the bottom. All right? And you were totally right about Josh Rosen, and I was totally wrong. I'm, 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 I'm. I'm, with, I'm with all of that. <laughs> I just do not see them putting Sam Darnold. Like you talk about getting fired. You get fired by putting Sam Donald there as a, as a quarterback week one. Because if yeah. you go, if you are bad, you know, even to week three, it's over. You'd be like, bro, you do the same thing. Your wide receiver hates him, but we all hate him. Like, it, it's not going to work out. But then you got Malik Willis. You're like, oh, look, it's not my fault. He's learning the offense. We had some injuries, right? Jace Horn, Shaq Thompson. We resigned Thompson. Jace Horn's coming back. Like, that would be my philosophy. Especially if you're Matt Rule, you don't give a damn about cornerbacks, bro. Like you know, you know, like at the end of the day, like Matt Rule is—he's not even gonna talk to him. <laughs> Literally, yeah. like he's—he's he's not even gonna talk to, to Amari Gardner for his whole career. So, I—I I do feel like taking an offensive guy, you know, Matt Rule, you mold him towards me because I'm sure he's been crying all all, all season last year. Like this quarterback sucks. He—he he can't read my, th- you know, he can't read my offense. I don't know what to do with him. He can't learn. You know, P.J. Walker, Cam Newton, Sam Darnold, like, those are easy targets here. But if you get your own guy, you get one or two years, and you figure it out. But I, I'm, thing, I'm right? taking Malik, and you're and, taking Gardner. And Alex, you're
2: the tiebreaker. Take Malik. Yeah, I'm taking Malik. But I want to just clarify for my thing, because I said usually a rookie quarterback gets you some time. And then it just brought me back to actually Todd Bowles, where he didn't get time with Sam Darnold. He <laughs> yeah, got yeah Cal- it does. it. Sam Darnold That's for one true. year. And then. But I will say Perfect. in that, in the, in, in, well, he's in that case, guy. he's a defensive guy. One, yes. Two, the other thing is that he went five and 11, five and 11, four and 12 within that three years. So kind of can't really say, Hey, man, bring you back. Granted, they didn't do a damn thing for him. They gave him, uh, Fitz. They gave him McCown. And they gave him <sighs> Darnold. I feel oh, my like, gosh. yeah. And, but the, also it was like, there was one more year, year left on Todd Bowles' contract after that first year with Sam Darnold. And the whole thought process was, let's bring in a guy who was offensive driven to help Sam Darnold. Yeah. They have the offensive guy in Carolina with Matt Rule, and they've legitimately gave him Teddy Bridgewater for one season, Sam Darnold for another season. And now you would say, all right, well, we tried Sam Darnold. We tried Teddy Bridgewater. This will be your guy. Is this your guy? And if you're if you're gonna draft him in here, if you if you're if you bring him in, this would have to be Matt Rule has to at least have like two years, and like your first year you'd be like, all right, first year trying to get him antiquated. Second year would be the determining year if this kid could play. But I'm gonna go with the quarterback. Uh, I don't I don't I don't see how Carolina. I think Carolina needs to figure out that issue, and I don't think they have yeah. the. They don't have the patience to really say, let's do Sam Darnold again for another year because then you're also wasting a year of Matt Rule. And then you have to dis- dis- determine if you want to keep Matt Rule and Matt Rule is the actual guy. So I think you got to go with the quarterback this time.
1: Yeah, well, he, here's the thing. it's You know, um, we're going to move off of this, but it's you guys are perfectly, he hit it, dude. It's a Todd Bowles situation, right? Just an yeah. offensive guy. So if you have Malik Willis and then C-Mac, his contract, you know, the dead cap, Falls off significantly. You can move off Robbie Anderson. You can move off the coach, right? And, you, and you're obviously going to be a top pick, right? Quarterback heavy draft, right? So if Malik Willis doesn't work, you can be your backup, right? P.J. Walker is kind of – we're kind of getting to an end there on, the, on that <laughs> whole project. So, you know, I, I I agree with you guys, and this has nothing to do with Matt Rule at the end of the day. Like, he, he can easily be fired next year, and I, I think he will because I don't think Malik, Malik Willis is the answer by any stretch of the means. Which goes to our number seven Giants, which I think this is their second best draft, or especially the all Giants fans. want. I mean, Giants fans listening to this right now, they are super hyped because oh yeah, they got Neil and now they're going with Sauce Gardner, the number one cornerback mm. in the league. in In the draft, they le- they lost uh, Bradbury, right? Who I was mm. talking smack about. I was very wrong on that. He had a wonderful year, right? and he's still a free agent, so. Uh, I think so. Looking forward to where he goes. He's not going to be a giant, though. Sauce Gardner, man. This is easy for me. I am the Giants. I am sprinting. You know, I'm sprinting <laughs> to uh, put in this card. What about you guys?
2: This is actually interesting because the Giants needs our offensive line, linebacker, and edge. They actually do need a pass rusher. Could the Giants be this team? which may be the reason why Thibodeau is actually a good pick for the Jets that take Jermaine Johnson? Could the Giants be that be that team to do it? It's too hard for me to personally believe that
1: four pass rushers, two of which were not even projected top 10 picks, are going to go in front of Sauce Gardner. And Malik Willis has no business being in the top 10. It's a
2: complete need I'll pick. say this. I'll say this. And we always know it. it happens every draft. There's I know. Longwood, right? Leatherwood. Somebody <laughs> that there's somebody that comes out of nowhere that you're like, word? This is yep. the guy that you wanted? I'm going to do that. Andrew I Thomas.
1: Need... Andrew Thomas for the Giants.
2: I yeah, need... you hit that. We you need...
1: hit that nice prop on that. That was, uh, nice that plus was, I, that was I, a nice uh, 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 That was a big not, plus money one. I will never forget Andrew Thomas for and the Giants.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're doing it again. We're going to take. I feel like the Giants are going to Johnson. be the fourth team to take a defensive. I'm going to go Jermaine Johnson for this one.
1: That's wild. All right. Where you got Greg? I don't
0: know. I'm, I'm at a tough spot here because I'm uh. also looking, I'm also looking at Kyle Hamilton a little bit. And it's like, Hey, oh. maybe we go with that dynamic safety. Mm. <sighs> they do need to know Peppers. Need Jab-
1: Jabril Peppers. Isn't anything, you think it's haunting them a little bit?
0: Yeah, that's Landon, true. Too.
1: Landon Collins.
0: That's true too. Yeah, but it's like, it's a real prepper's no-boat. Collins, it's like, hey, when he was here and he was doing good, he was doing good. So I don't know. I guess I want to say Jermaine Johnson mm-hmm. in my heart, but I think I'm going to go with my head. I think I'm going to go cornerback and Sauce Gardner. Also, because I want him at 10 and I don't think he's going to be there. And it would just be such a giant's move to take the guy that I want. He's going to be like an all-time cornerback, and he's going to be great for the <laughs> next 10 years. Um, so, and they need they need him. I mean, they, they're another one where that division is so weird, where they just have Dallas Cowboys who are just, I feel like, loaded up on wide receivers. But then you have the Eagles who maybe they load up this year. So maybe you do have two or three guys you need to cover and then Washington is Tyron McCorn, but then again, who else do they really have?
1: I feel like you can't look at the NFC East, bro. You can't look at the other teams. Like, we all suck. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we all, let's just, but like, still you play, you play stay, stay in your own year. lane. Stay in your own lane here from the Giants. Like, bro, everybody stinks. Let's just see how we can fix ourselves.
0: Yeah, true. true. You
1: know? yeah, almost like, the, almost like the Jets, where it's like, everybody's good. Let's just worry about ourselves, bro. The Bills are really good. They're projected to do this. The Patriots are the Patriots. The Dolphins keep you know getting all these assets. Let's just you know, we can't. We haven't beat them in two years. Let's just like you know work on us. You know, I'm with like, you. So the, the people, the people talking about we need a cornerback to guard Tyreek Hill. Like I literally stopped listening as soon as that sentence is made. I'm like, bro, if you think the Jets are that worried about Tyreek Hill that we're gonna change our draft philosophy, and if you think that a rookie cornerback is gonna guard Tyreek Hill, like, you are <laughs> off your rocker. Bro. NFL vets can't do it, so
0: why is a rookie gonna do it? I don't know. So. I'm with you that. Let's go Sauce Gardner here just because I think it's the best player available almost in a sense.
1: All right. So our first seven, Hutch, Walker, Icam, Tibbs, Neal, Malik Willis, Sauce Gardner brings us to number eight, the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, there's plenty of picks here. From my perspective, from the mock perspective, it's really Jermaine Johnson or Hamilton. Right. you have you guys seen any other oh. mocks here? Oh yeah, wide Go receiver ahead. man, Drake London.
0: Oh yeah, thank you, thank you. They We're going wide have, receiver they have for no, this one. They have, they have nobody. They
1: have to nobody.
2: To.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's, gonna, who's gonna throw? Who's gonna throw to him?
2: They got Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota, <laughs> baby.
1: Marcus Mariota is about to start <laughs> slinging it. All right, all right. But
2: Sounds
1: seriously good. though, that <laughs> you we, call we me. Know... You call me when Mariota's is slinging anything. We <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> <laughs> you know. I don't even know who their backup is. I have no idea. Dude, they, um, they are turmoil.
2: Felipe Franks is Felipe the backup Franks. quarterback. Listen, you do not bring is a wide Florida receiver. State?
0: Is that Florida <laughs> State standout
1: Felipe Franks?
2: Yes, I, I think, think so. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Dude, you don't bring a wide receiver into that hellhole, bro. I think you, you know. have to, man. I I, I think I you think have you gotta
2: regardless, man. You get look, you can't. Can we keep it a buck? You can't give Marcus Mariota nothing and be like, well, Marcus Mariota sucks. It's like I would look at around the, the field, and be like, "Bro, who's here for me to throw to?" Like, legitimately, who is here for me? Who do I have? Like, Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I was yeah, saying, I'm okay. looking,
0: I'm looking it up right now because I don't even know who their wide receivers are. Because Russell Gage is gone, well, right? Russell Gage uh, is gone. You got, obviously. you got,
2: uh, I these names. I just pulled it up. These names, I have no idea. Ka- Auden, K- 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 Darrell, Hodge, Damiri Bird, and Oamid.
1: He
2: killed. he killed, he killed, he killed
1: last year. He was alright. Okay. He, he, yeah. he got on the board. He got on the okay. board. But yeah, yeah it's, but these, it's, these, it's Cordero Patterson. It's Cordero Patterson and, and, and Kyle Pitts. That's, the
2: score. yeah, yeah. So, and all Patterson even on guess. that team
1: still? I thought he's gone. Who? No, they re-signed Patterson, didn't they?
2: Okay. Okay. They, they
1: re-signed Patterson. So. They got Mike Davis. They got Damien Williams. Like they got a bunch of running backs. They got Mariota. Like you want to ask, I, I might have been one year off. <laughs> with the word with the Atlanta Falcons being the worst team in the league, I am 100% gonna bet it again this year. Uh, they ripped out my heart in London. I saw it, I got it, but I do not believe in this team at all. If I'm them, I am not taking a wide receiver. You take a wide receiver within the next four years, you're gonna pay him, you're not gonna be a winning team in four years. You have Marcus Mariota, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Like, but you, you still,
2: but you still actually, in anything, if anything. If you draft a wide receiver, he doesn't produce. You're like, well, why do I have to pay you? And then you bring your quarterback. You have him for another contract. Uh, yeah, I,
1: I mean,
0: I guess. And, like, and that's I, true. And, the, and yeah. that, that logic is going to be true with any player, any player that you bring in. It's like it, until they figure out their quarterback. That's why I think a little bit about. No one's going to thrive. No one's
2: going to thrive on this team. It doesn't. Honestly, no one's going to thrive on this team. We'll get the whole situation. From Jermaine Johnson.
1: Jermaine Johnson not going to thrive on this team. For Maybe what? because he's like, going to be what? on the
2: field so much. He's going to be on the field exactly for the entire <laughs> <laughs> game. How's that even going to help him? It They're doesn't not, matter who you draft. They have it a doesn't good matter defense. who you draft at this point.
1: Do they? They played okay last year. Their linebackers were you know, alive.
2: But what your defense came
1: back at the end.
2: And, well, there you go. You're answering yourself. They have a Queen decent Jarrett, defense. Million years you, you're, you're answering this, though. You, they have a decent defense. So then why not go to the other side of the ball where you got legitimately – Cordero, Patterson, and Mike Davis running your offense. Sure.
1: Yeah, I mean they took they took Kyle Pitts last year. He, he turns out to be he. he I mean, I, I was on the fence about Kyle Pitts in fantasy leagues because I was looking at the top rookie wide rookie tight ends and how they did, and I was like, yeah. if this guy has the most amazing tight end year, top five. He's just going to have a decent fantasy year. So I'm going to be that. And he did. He did have a top five tight idea. And it was a decent, you know what I'm saying? Like it was very mediocre, and they moved the needle nowhere, like nowhere.
2: But that, and whole now team... they don't have a
1: quarterback, bro. Mariota can't, guys, like, what are we talking about? You think they go, go about... Kenny
0: Pickett? Do you think it, they go Kenny not. Pickett?
1: I would rather take, oh man, because if I'm the Falcons, the next year's draft is just so good with filled with quarterbacks that's so why I, I you take Garrett wilson taking...
0: and you take cj Stroud next year and you're good to go baby so then, you get a, so, then you take, so then if
2: you take so then if you take if you take a quarterback next season why not get them a wide receiver who because it takes time for a wide receiver to even get but there's receivers. to the system anyway
1: there's receivers you know there's receivers in this draft i mean i get that you guys we're talking the about the atlanta
2: one. falcons man we're not, we're not acting like this is like a smart organization come on now. <laughs> they did draft pits and they did make Was that the best a smart player move? in the league. <laughs> was that, was that a smart move to draft Kyle Pitts last season? Like, he's a very talented guy. I think tight end. so. It's pretty good. Okay. He was so. their, he
0: was their only pass catcher at one point.
2: Hey, so what are you yeah. going to do? You go to rewind your tight <laughs> end. <again>? Cage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, yeah. So I think they go wide receiver. For, they have, they did have the too. 43rd pick. They have the 43rd pick. That's their next pick. So it's middle second round.
0: Yeah. So I'm going wide receiver, but I'm going Drake London. I think he's the first wide receiver off the board. Big body guy. Maybe gives you some Julio vibes a little bit. 88 catches in eight games. Everyone says that. Has a lot of drops, though, so he has to figure that out. It's in
1: USC, bro. Who doesn't catch passes in the uh, (laughs) – I don't know, man. The Pac-12 scares the hell out of me. Wide receivers in the Pac-12. Like, Juju Smith is the best one, like, we've ever seen, and he's okay. (laughs) We didn't want him this year. You know what I mean? I I don't know. I I don't know.
2: You're going Drake London? What are you going, Alex? You're going
1: to control this draft because I'm going Jermaine Johnson.
2: I'm not going Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, so like I'm going tough. Garrett Wilson. I'm going Ohio State with this one for the for the Atlanta Falcons. Going wide right, receivers. So if, you guys,
0: if you guys are going to go wide receivers. Tie break this, John. Tie break it.
1: I'll break it with London because I think he's the number one wide receiver taken in this draft. So by okay. that by that logic, he'll go first. But in my opinion, guys, and, you know, not relevant anymore for our purposes here, but just for draft purposes, there's so many wide receivers. And the difference between the number one wide receiver and the number five wide receiver, to me, is really not that much. And 97% going to depend on the team and how they scheme him. Like, they're just not that good. There's no Justin Jefferson. There's no Jamar Chase. They're just not there.
2: I agree. yeah. I agree with all that, and which is why I keep saying for the Jets, like I do not see them taking a wide receiver within that yeah. range. Yeah. I will get it for the Falcons, though, like, and their need. If their defense is more set than their offense, and you've got to give Marcus Mariota more than just Mike Davis, Cordero Patterson, and Kyle Pitts, that's the only reason I'm saying they're going wide receiver at this point. I mean, it could be anybody. It could be even Jamison Williams, all right? But I'm just saying it's some, they're just taking a wide receiver. I don't really care who it is. They're just taking a wide receiver because they need one. <laughs> okay.
1: So we're going to go London here at 8. Rounding out two more picks here for our top 10 NFL mock draft. Make sure to subscribe if you're listening on YouTube. Like, let us know what you think. Let us know what you think is crazy here. Definitely check us out. Yeah, was Drake London London a crazy pick? Let us know. Yeah, let us know what you (laughs) think about the Falcons. And I know that, you know, wide receiver is big contentious for number 10. So everyone's pissed off right now, right? Because they want Drake London at 10. So we'll see what happens. We're sitting at nine. We got the rival Seattle Seahawks, another team that we have made a rival of just by our trades. Talk about a team that needs everything. This team needs everything. Pete Carroll, right? Like, where's Pete Carroll thinking? Because he he looks like he's at the end of his career here. Yeah. he
2: has. He's taking lock. off shirts, matching DK Metcalf.
1: Yeah, that was like years ago. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, he really—I mean—he traded for a safety and paid him a lot of money. That was all him. Like, there, there's—he is the leader over there. He got rid of Russell Wilson. That's all him. Uh, he's got some picks next year. He's got Drake Lock. I'm confused here, guys. I, I don't—I—I I don't
2: know. Like, call him Drake up. Lock.
1: <laughs> yeah, there, Drake yeah, Lock, like Drew Lock. You know, Young Jeezy, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Whatever you want to call a guy. I don't know what I'm doing here from Seattle. I honestly I'd probably close my eyes, take Stingley if I if I feel like it, because I just lost DJ Reed. Right. And I I'm I'm working on some, you know uh, I don't know.
2: Is Jermaine Johnson still on the board? Jermaine Johnson's still there. You could take him. I think I'm gonna take could- Jermaine Johnson because they need an edge rusher. That's I think that's the bet. For me, you know, or or if or if, if they are going to trade DK and you know lock its contracts crazy
1: for the next two years, they could take a wide receiver and then basically get rid of Metcalf for free. Could you know? I I don't know. I don't know what I would do if I'm Seattle. I, honestly, I'm, I'm. They need a big, everything big, and nothing big, is there. <laughs>
2: they're a big question mark. They need a quarterback, edge. They need a cornerback. Uh, they need uh offensive line. Like they they're, they're kind of all over the place. I'm gonna go you with think, edge though. Do you think like I mean early,
1: early mock drafts had like Penning jumping up here, and he he's getting some you know some more news. Like, do you think that you know there's a sneaky offensive lineman like Leatherwood? Like what what, what do you got, Greg? You yeah, What, what did you say, Alex?
2: Yeah. No, th- I was thinking I was thinking I was thinking about Kyle Hamilton, but they got
1: uh. Oh, I forgot about Kyle Hamilton. But Kyle Hamilton and Jamal Adams. Dude, and
2: Jamal
0: Adams. That, would yeah, be that was Yeah, something. I, I was
1: thinking about that for a hot second. I was like,
2: no, nah, they got Jamal
0: Adams. That would be something. My only thing, the only name that's sticking out to pay me when one, I'm looking at.
1: Pay one draft one, bro.
0: Facts. <laughs> Cut down those costs. Cut down those costs. <laughs> the only name is sticking out to me a little bit right now, honestly. I, I could see Jermaine Johnson for sure. I could also maybe see Charles Cross.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like a, a line. Like Cross was rumored to go to the Panthers. Yeah. Right. Cross is a good so, one, too. If he, if they take a Malik Willis, cross, cross the could this to the Seahawks. I mean, we keep taking their offensive linemen; they probably need some. Exactly. So I mean, I think they. Yeah, I mean, removed, they've had
2: like one of the worst offensive lines in like so long.
0: I mean, we saw Russell Wilson getting his ass kicked all year, running for his life. Why he five, left, six bro? Six
2: seasons,
0: yeah. So why he
2: left? I think I why think a top ten quarterback left
0: yeah it's just it's, it's terrible you need to see it you need to no, see it i don't it know Derek,
1: Derek Carr getting paid like a top 10 quarterback that's
0: all i'm gonna say yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey yeah. I, mean, I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really, want to be why,
2: why do we even talk about that <laughs>
0: that's all i'm gonna say getting paid like a top 10 guy probably because yeah. he is a top 10 guy Charles <laughs> yeah, get
1: Charles, out of so here
0: i think maybe it's my pick in this box i think you just need we talked about it a couple times in this draft because these are all some of the worst teams in the league that's why they're at the top of the list so I think Charles Cross, you sure up your offensive line. If you're, if you're in Seattle and you think you're in a true rebuild mode, start at the offensive line, get that squared away and then move it. I mean, Charles Cross, he took so many snaps in that Mike Leach offense. Like he, you know, his track record, you know what he can do. Good pass protector might need a little bit of work on the run game, but Seattle, we don't know what their offense is going to look like. What's it going to look like with Drew Locke? Is it going to be more of a run? First offense, or is are they going to try to? Should be. <laughs> it will. It be,
1: should be. Otherwise, it's going to be a Who, turnover run offense, and then <laughs> and who's think, running the ball? And
2: you're, se- you're selling me now for like an offensive line because you need Drew Watch to actually succeed. By this isn't Russell Wilson, Wilson we're talking about here. Yeah. yeah. Well, regardless that, regardless of that point, <laughs> regardless of that, you still need to set him up for the illusion that he will succeed. Exactly. So I think Cross is like a good is a good way to go because you need some offensive line help. They've been down and bad for offensive line in Seattle for such a while. I'm going to go with uh, Greg on this one, go across.
1: All right, deal. That's a done deal. We got cross here. I, I actually like it. I like that here. And
2: now we're back.
1: <laughs> and now we're back in a really interesting predicament. Honestly, one of the worst ways this entire <laughs> draft can go for me. Jermaine Johnson sitting at Ted, and we took Tibbs at four. That makes me want to die inside. <laughs> I'm being I'm be, I'm be, I'm be honest with you. That, 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 that means we fumbled by not taking Sauce Gardner. Okay, if we were yep. here and Jermaine Johnson's at ten, we are the dumbest franchise for not taking the cornerback, even though we signed DJ Reed. Okay, because Tibbs and Jermaine Johnson at at worst is a coin flip. Okay, at best, Tibbs is better by a hair. Right? We are really like. Fucking third, fourth defensive end picked. One guy ended the season as the best, dropped off. One guy ended the season as mediocre, flew up. Okay, we are John's really so <laughs> irritated right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I'll be so right now. I'll be calling for trade downs. I'll be so pissed off at whoever told me to take Tibbs at four in my room. Like I'll be like, I told you, bro. You should have just waited. So if I'm the Jets, I'm gonna hold my nose. <laughs> Shout out to Winning Picks Weekly. I'm going to hold my nose and take Hamilton. Hamilton's going to be my uh, pick at 10. I agree. You got to
2: at this point. He has he to.
1: to. We need a safety. All right. We can't take three defensive ends coming in here with Tibbs, Lawson, and we just paid John Franklin Myers. Right, We still got to pick uh, Williams. And now we got Jermaine Johnson. You can I know see that the frustration like a gauntlet, in John's eyes. Dude, I'll be so pissed. I will actually be so pissed if this happens because yeah, Tony Johnson's a beast and I want him, but I can't get him because, you know, we, it's like, you know, you know what it's like? Uh, you could relate if, you know, you do one of those fantasy drafts where it's, it's the money, it's the money one. And all of a sudden you spent, you know, $55, you know, bidding on, you know, Kevin Durant and the NBA draft or whoever it is, you know, C-Mac at the top of your NFL draft. And now, You're sitting here with, like, eight bucks. And meanwhile, like, all of the productive players are, like, around. Like, that's how I would feel here. So, I would hold my nose here take Hamilton, even though I like Hamilton. I don't like his 40. (laughs) I hated his 40. Other than that, Hamilton's great. But, man, would I have liked Sauce Gardner and Jermaine Johnson instead. So, my pick, Hamilton. Looks like that's Alex's pick. So, by our rules, it looks like Hamilton is going to be the number 10 pick for the Jets. But, Greg... Let me know what you're thinking here, man. You're, what, what do we got? Well, I got two things.
0: Last episode, we talked about like worst case scenarios for the draft. I think Alex and I talked about like, uh, pass rusher, pass rusher, pass rusher going for us. That's like our worst case is then we would probably lean off as a liner, maybe sauce Gardner. I love that we uncovered accidentally your worst case scenario here with having Jermaine Johnson still on the board because it really does suck. I agree with you. Like, if we could get Sauce and Jermaine Johnson, the problem is, is that if Jermaine Johnson does go to Seattle, like we talked about, or the Giants maybe at uh, seven, then we're in a spot where we come out of the top ten without a pass rusher. That doesn't look so good. So,
1: one. I thing think that. I, I think that with seven, with seven, I think that either that's the Giants, right? The yeah. Jets Or the Giants will end up with Tibbs or Gardner. Yes. I, I feel like regardless, like they're going to, you know, they're going to be interchangeable there. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that.
0: I do have a little bit of a confession to make on this podcast because I've been so adamant against taking a wide receiver at 10. Yeah. People, I, think you want like, one I think I might be coming around to it. I think I might be coming around to it. I don't know I if I'm it. just too deep into Jets Twitter and Jets no. YouTube and all that here, stuff. But it, listen,
1: if we don't trade for a wide receiver. If the ball for the ball, the, ball. <laughs> the board falls exactly like we have just said in our mock draft here, I'm with you, man. I, if it's Hamilton, like I'm not going to, if it's Hamilton, Jermaine Johnson or what, Garrett Wilson? Yeah. Or like, you know, Trey Burks has been the the, the number one yards after Trey Kahn, Burks. <laughs> yeah. 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 His name is Trey Burks, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yes. That's his name.
2: We got Trey it's, Burks. We got Thibodeau. <laughs> We got McBride.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a whole motley crew over here of (laughs) mixed sound alikes. And, but yeah, I just think that my whole thing. Don't tell me there's a Julius Randle, too. (laughs) I'm sure we can find one. one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Maybe the sixth round, we could find someone close. But Garrett Wilson to me at this point, he just seems like, you know, just. Like He could start day one and be a threat. My only problem is one thing that I don't think it's talked about enough is that when Michael Floor came over from uh, San Francisco to here, I feel like, and I feel like I, I can't tell if I'm making this up or not, but he wanted to run two tight end sets. So if you're running two tight end sets, you have two wide receivers out there. We now got two tight ends. Maybe we draft another one in this draft, so we round that out, that tight end room but we have our two tight ends. Are we moving back to a two tight end set? And if that's the case, we only need two wide receivers and we have three. So yeah, there's injuries. Yeah. There's obviously situations where we're going to have three guys out there at a time, but I feel like all this need to have four or five good wide receivers is just like, I don't know if that really fits what we actually want to do. I feel like we've moved away from the two tight end sets as a thing of necessity based
1: on injuries
0: and performance and, Quite frankly, who we had at tight end. Hmm.
1: So we love to run the wide zone, and because our tackle was so weak on the right, because Font had to jump to the left. Yeah, we tried to add, you know, a couple tight ends. If you remember, we had some tight ends playing fullback, right? But we <laughs> know, we, we got we got Bowden back, so at least he'll be our fullback. We did get the double tight end, you know, uh, this off season. So there's some hope there that we could actually make some noise. And they're beast tight ends, dude. They are, you know, big head, tight ends, ready to, you know, Uzama and Conklin, like, they're ready to shove their faces into the defensive pass rusher. That sounds great. (laughs) But you just can't. And, you know, sticking with your – I'm not going to say that the Jets want to run more uh, for wide receiver sets. I don't know the exact stats of how many times we ran what and what was through necessity – but let's just stick with the injury stuff, man. Corey Davis can't stay on the field. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then if Corey Davis is not on the field, then what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the drop-off falls. Like, we don't even have Keelan Cole this year. You know what I mean? It. it and we don't have the Smiths even. <laughs> the Asian Smiths. Are just like It literally falls off to Mims right away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, 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 we are, regardless of whether we pick one at 10 or not, regardless of whether we trade for the top, you know, one of the top five wide receivers, you know, that are available, we are going to get a wide receiver in this draft. We are going okay. to trade for a wide receiver, you know, it, it, some at some point. You know, it doesn't have to be the big number one guy, the big splash guy. It doesn't have to be the number 10 pick, but there, there's so many wide receivers. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many guys oh, yeah. out there. And so I agree with your philosophy, but I'm, I'm sticking with Alex here. I'm closing this off on a Hamilton number 10, safety pick, safety, safety pick, really. Honestly, it, it, we need, we, we need a safety. I know we have a couple of small guys, but just to take the safety dude and just hang out. Second round, whoever is there, wide receiver, you take, you know what I'm saying? Or wherever they are, cornerback, you can just take and kind of just chill. I don't like that it's a second wide receiver. If it's Drake London, if you love Drake London and he's your guy, like for some reason in my weird brain, you mentioned Lafleur. He loves yards after catch. So for me, when I'm scouting players, like uh, all I'm doing is I'm like going through PFF looking for yards after catch for college stats. Elijah Moore, like all these guys, like they have something about them that you can like kind of stands out. For me, that's Trey Burks. Trey Burks is a yards after catch guy, and yes, he's yes he's fat, right? He's a little slow. And, yes, he was injured. But that makes me believe that if he makes it to the second round and the Jets are there, we're to that's the guy we're, like, aiming at. You know what I mean? He fits our mold. He's not a top guy. We're not going to break the bank, you know, quote-unquote, for him. But in this point, we are breaking the bank for Hamilton. He's going to be one of the top paid safeties in the league if we take him at number 10. So, in my worst-case scenario draft, it looks like it's going to end up with Tibbs and Hamilton. Which, interestingly enough, right? Like, Those were like the the second and you know like mock like number two and three for most of you know the season right like Tibbs to the Lions and honestly Hamilton to the Texans and that's why we were getting Ikem.
2: But honestly, even though this is your worst case scenario, this isn't really that bad of like a scenario to get a good pass rusher and then you still come out with a top safety in this draft. So the top safety, yeah. No, the top safety in this draft. You're right. In the, in the draft
0: where there might be four or five safeties taken in the first round. I don't necessarily so, believe that, but yeah, so. I mean, Seen
1: is good. Seen is good. He he doesn't fit our mold. He's a strong safety cause we got wide. I love
0: that guy out of Michigan too. Hall.
1: Uh, oh, yes, yes. I like, personally, I like the, I like, I like the, uh,
2: the Illinois. You're from Baylor?
1: Yeah, Baylor, oh, Illinois. Kirby, Kirby yeah. something out
2: of Illinois. Yeah. Kirby. Now we're getting Nintendo games in the air. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, yeah, but I, the only thing it's my worst case. I I'm not gonna cry about it. Like, it's not that happens, bad, bro. I'm not gonna wake up. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go home from MetLife, like, oh my god, why the hell did I come to MetLife? I hate this <laughs> team. I hate my life. We ended up with, you know, the biggest two potential busts in the whole draft. We have two picks in the top ten. We end up with both of them like. It's gonna frustrate me, right? Like it really is. The two people with the biggest question marks—that's who we end up with in, the, in our highest value draft. Come on, bro! Like, come on, give me a break. So, I, but I'm not—I wouldn't cry about it because you know Tibbs does have the film and Hamilton does have the film. Everything else, all their stuff, is really been off season. Like Hamilton has been fantastic until the off season where he ran a forty and he and he put out a podcast. Tibbs was amazing until they started asking him questions, and he's like, Yeah, I went to Oregon because I like Nike. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that so I, I'll be able to convince myself
2: hey, man. away from this I'll say worst this. case scenario. And I know I'm not going to tell you right now. I don't, I, you're probably watching this playing right now between San Antonio and New Orleans. Uh, I hope uh, it's not going the way you want it. But no, guys not. who they had <laughs> <guys> <laughs> today, no, yesterday went exactly how I
1: wanted it to go. Today, the NBA going exactly how I didn't that's go. gambling so, baby 50 50 but not happy about it
2: <laughs> not bad 50 50 uh <laughs> no, no, no. but to look at anthony edwards who people had a lot of questions for in the nba draft, guy puts out a mixtape guy acts <laughs> like he's not really into the nba it's just like a luxury for him
1: does it? yeah doesn't love ball
2: yeah but look at him in the playoffs right now, and he looks like he's hungry for it. So, looks like he yeah. has some of these guys, some, yeah. some of these guys, like, they just say stuff and you have to go back and be like, yeah, they're young, whatever. They'll, they'll figure it out. So, I don't know. Right, wh- in, in, in this draft, when we talk about guys who what's are, your like, worst? you know, you talk, what's your worst case? You, we already, we already discussed this. This is it? Three defensive. <laughs> no, if it's three defensive ends, like, uh, Greg mentioned on the last pod where that, that really throws everything off because we end up then, with IKEM. <sighs> the thing is, like, it's not only about IKEM, is that we still need a pass rusher, too. So, will Jermaine still be Johnson there at 10? Yeah. Will he be there at 10? Because if you go three, then what are we doing? You know what I mean? And it, you're probably not going to get Hamilton, cornerbacks, people.
1: I would love if the top three picks went defensive ends, bro.
2: That means Jermaine Johnson is definitely
1: making it to 10, dude. You have Sauce Gardner. We got, a I don't quarterback trust the Giants, bro. I don't know.
2: I, don't I think trust the Giants, the two offensive them.
1: linemen. Oh,
2: I don't, yeah. I feel like the Giants are going to be a team that'd be like, we're going to take an offensive and defensive lineman and call it a day. That sounds yeah, a very Giants move. That sounds like a very Giants. Actually, now that I said it, I'm believing that they're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg, what are your final thoughts here, man? Dude, last thoughts on this is like if
0: this is the way the draft goes I, I'm with you John where this is this is starting to scare me a little bit just because <laughs> these are the two these are the two biggest fallers so far in the pre-draft process <laughs> with uh Hamilton and Thibodeau, man these guys or like you said they were one and two one and three two and three they were top top of the list going into the, all season but that and always sudden, happens, man I know but does it happen for a reason, though? Like, do the people that fall actually fall? Like, I guess I have to start looking at that a little bit because, I mean, I gas just... Gas
1: mask? Is, is that no gas mask?
0: <laughs> that was, like, a draft night thing, though. That yeah. wasn't, like, pre-draft. Thompson.
1: He's yeah. still in Houston right now. He's fine. Yeah, no, he's... Yeah, I mean, he
0: got traded for multiple first-round picks, too, so, like, yeah. he plays well. But I don't know. I'm a little nervous about it because, to your point, too, these, I think, are two of the biggest bust potentials in this whole... Top scares the hell. Half of, of the people. first round. So
1: <laughs> well, I'm like, I'm I know I'm gonna be so mad leaving MetLife if this is our picks. Oh, I yeah. do not want this. I'd rather be fighting with people. Listen, I'd rather want to bash my head into my steering wheel because I have to fight with people about the wide receiver situation rather than have to fight with them about Tibbs and Hamilton. Honestly. <laughs> that's not, like it, it, that's gonna be the narrative. Oh my god, Jetson trade for a wide receiver. We didn't draft one, the first two picks. Now we're on day two. Four wide receivers went in the first <laughs> round. Like it's all over. Light the whole Jets on fire. You know what I'm saying? Cancel the season. So like that—that's what that would happen if we draft these two guys, biggest bust potentials. Oh, this is scary. I don't like this. I don't like our mock draft.
2: <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, okay, there you go. Well,
1: there. Yeah, you I don't it. like it at all. I, I uh, f- somehow.
2: But he means like I, I, I would love it so on, much Guess more. what? Yeah. Guess what? Like That's every mock, like everything. We did a mock draft with JD. We now did a mock draft with Greg. These things always change because you have different opinions. You started doing more research. You get all this information. This is like, this is how it really happens. This is probably what's going on in the war room. They have their top guys, but they have to also go through the measures of like, all right, what is this team thinking? What is this team thinking? Who's going to move down here? Is there going to be a trade? We didn't even do trades. I th- oh, yeah, there's going to be a trade. There yeah. will. There will be. There'll be there'll there will be, be a trade. It might be
1: Atlanta. It might be Atlanta moving down
2: or Seattle. I both of those people were confused. Seattle. I <laughs> we're Seattle doing most it.
1: Confused with both those guys.
2: I could see Seattle doing it. I can't see Atlanta doing it. I also. That's can't.
1: fair. That's fair. But my last note is with this draft falling the way it did, we can make this a best case scenario for me. Right, like we could almost change it, right? The same exact three that go in Hutch, Walker, and I. Cam, and I'm upset about I. Can, but if we take Sauce Gardner there, right, and then it falls to a tip and then Tibbs goes to the Giants in that scenario, and then Jermaine Johnson is hanging out at ten, we killed it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got, a, we got, a, we got, a, we got a Sauce Gardner, the number one cornerback. No one can complain about it. I mean, we and weren't that, we that
2: far. It wasn't that far from that happening. Like
1: that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So it just. These players specifically falling to the Jets makes this the worst draft for me. But the actual draft, if we kind of change the literal Jets picks, right, change up sauce for Tibbs with the New York Giants and Jets, and then that leaves our ability to take Jermaine Johnson at 10 because he's available, like, we would be hyped because everything we know about this draft is the New York Jets love two players, Ikem and Jermaine Johnson. Yeah. Like, so, you know, if they end up with those two guys, they're going to be the most hyped. But if it's Sauce and 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 Johnson they're going to be okay. If it's Hamilton and and Tibbs, I ah oh man, that is <laughs> it's oh. scary stuff, man. It's oh, scary stuff. Man, I hope that's the Giants. Like I I wish all that bad juju on the Giants. <laughs> yeah. But they, they would never do that. They would never take both
2: those guys. I'm so mad <laughs> oh, about to throw man. this
1: microphone, bro.
2: <laughs> well, it's been it's been a long one, guys. So let's wrap this oh, yeah. thing up. It's been a long one. So everyone who tuned in for another mock draft for the Jets, it just happens, guys. If you haven't checked the other one out, go check out the one that we did with JD after we had a long conversation about the Knicks. That's up there under its own segment. And then you can get this one. Obviously, it'll be under the Jets segment if you're watching it. Uh, yeah, mock drafts. That's how it goes. But thank everyone for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, Etc. podcast. You know what to do. If you listen to this podcast, we're available on all audio listening platforms or on Apple spotify google play amazon Alexa, stitcher you name it we are there if you listen to us on apple or spotify please make sure to give us a five-star rating and if you listen to us on apple please make sure to leave a comment that just helps us out oh so greatly we're also on youtube please make sure to find nicks comma jets comma etc period subscribe to the page hit that notification bell that way you know it, that way you know when a new episode drops and when you watch a video hit the like button Leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Add to the conversation. I'm sure all you are just ready to talk about this one. So please, comment away. We want to hear your thoughts, too. Sent this thing on TikTok. Said we talked about how it's impossible to draft a wide receiver in the top 10. Got comments go war saying we're <laughs> nuts. So don't worry. We're out there. We get that. We get that. But please make sure to interact with us. Let us know what your takes are. Add to the conversation. We really do appreciate it. Uh, yeah, that's it. But while you're over there, we got another podcast winning picks weekly john and greg have alluded to it hold your nose come on they i'm sure john wants to hold his nose after when he goes off this pod he doesn't want to think about this pod probably greg too greg's giving uh, well, or,
1: that or these NBA got, playing uh, games i'm done for today bro the yankees suck playing <laughs> suck oh, <laughs> <It's gross. laughs>
2: absolutely gross absolutely <laughs> gross but look go check out winning picks weekly John, video producer Greg, Chip—they go down the NFL slate. They go through over NBA, baseball, Masters, college basketball, overs, unders, money line, props, pick'ems. Look, if you need futures, they got you on futures. Jeez, what don't they talk about? I even know all these terminologies. But hey, they talk about <laughs> it. All. So make sure to go check those guys out. They're also partnered with Minute Media as well, so you can go find them over there too. And last, and certainly not least. Please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you name it. We, are, we there. are there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Jets episode of the next Jets Etc. podcast. We out.
1: Let's go Jets. Don't
2: laugh like us. <laughs> Please.